everyone, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, we are traveling all the way back to the year 1998. Yeah! And we're going to talk about Metal Gear Solid. Now, uh, if you'll excuse me, I have to have a quick conversation with Craig. Uh, Craig, so there's a couple ways I can open this. Um, mm -hmm. I, can ex I can open with the, the headline-worthy tag of why Metal Gear Solid is what made me a Resident Evil fan, or... Uh, why Hideo Kojima is like Tim Schafer, or um, I can hum the theme music while you do a rousing Patton-esque speech. Uh, I I quite like the 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 first one intrigues me. Why Metal Gear Solid made you a Resident Evil fan? Uh, okay, well then this week, why Metal Gear Solid made me a Resident Evil fan? And cut to the music. We are traveling all the way back to the year 1998 on the PlayStation, where Metal Gear Solid released in Japan in September, and then it was October and February of the next year for North America and Europe. All of that nonsense out of the way. If you don't know it's done by Hideo Kojima, then God bless you. Um, with I me mean, to talk about that. Just, I have not introduced you yet, Craig. Oh, um, sorry. sorry. Yeah, um, uh, with me to discuss all things Kojima and probably not talk about Metal Gear is Craig. Hey, how you doing? Ah, it's good to hear your voice. You too, you too. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, no problem. Now, what were you saying? Sorry. Eh... <laughs> uh, it's one of those ones where I've noticed through the years that his name on every game he releases appears at least five times more at the start. Like, he's on it about four times in the opening credits of Metal Gear Solid, and at the start of Death Stranding, his name appears roughly 500 times in the first hour. Let's not forget Metal Gear Solid 5, where it was oh, all throughout the game. Yeah, I did, like, completely. And then his face was in it as well, which was... Surprising. That is true. Uh -huh. I, I mm -hmm. if if anything is said bad about this man on this episode, I would just like to say he's a damn handsome gentleman. He is. He is. And I was happy rescuing him. I mean, I was more than happy to rescue him. I don't remember if I did or not in Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Did you get five. to him and just like leave him <laughs> sitting in the chair? <laughs> like, no, no, you sit in the bad corner. Um. I understand his wanting to slap his name on everything, because why not, right? I mean, you work for Konami, you might as well stick him every chance you can. All right, so let's get to history on this, Craig. Yeah. What is your history with Metal Gear Solid? Um, I played this way back when, in the early days of, like, maybe late 99, 2000s, and um, I have very fond memories of Metal Gear Solid. Oddly enough, I didn't touch the series again until Metal Gear Solid 4. Wow, uh, really? So, yeah, somehow managed to miss out 2 and 3. So I've um, the 2 and 3 HD remasters are on Game Pass just now, so I've downloaded them. And I will be taking a trip down memory lane and not playing 4 again, because I think, if I'm right, 4 is the worst. Uh, I that's open to interpretation I think yeah, like I know 4 is the that. most cutscene heavy like what was it there's 9 hours like, of cutscene in it 
I, I, no, that's the opening intro is nine hours. There's, there's <laughs> more than that. There's a wedding scene at the end that lasts 45 hours. Now, wait. Uh, I remember that microwave tunnel lasting nine hours as well. <laughs> so we have roughly 27 hours worth of cinematics yeah. in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've since jumped back on the Metal Gear train? No, well, I, I so played one back in the day, played four, actually liked it at the time, and then played five, and I, I like, I loved five to bits. Like, apart from all the Kojima bullshit, I'll just five is a solid meaty game, which I heartily love, and I do intend to replay it. But I will do a wee run. I'm gonna play the whole of one, two, three, five. And the, what's the one that begins with R? Is there a rise? Revel- uh, Revengeance. Revel- Revengeance. That's the one. I'm not sure about that. Um, think of Bayonetta with a Metal Gear skin on it. Yeah, I'll probably skip that. I'll probably skip that. I, li- I liked Revengeance quite a bit, but I, you know, I like Platinum Games, so eh. Yeah. Um, nah. What's your What's your history with okay, this game? So Dave? this is why Metal Gear Solid turned me into a Resident Evil fan. Uh, and it wasn't just because of my slavering fanboyism for Capcom. So uh, I had Metal Gear Solid uh, well after it released. So, I mean, it wasn't quite PS2 generation, so I don't quite know where it was. But um, every time I booted it up, I would see Snake's face. And mm-hmm. I would think to myself, that's a blocky man. Huh. You know what else has really blocky men and, and weird camera angles for stuff? Whoa, Resident Evil. I should totally replay that. And so without fail, like the first five times I've tried to finish Metal Gear, I ended up thinking, this reminds me of Resident Evil. I'll just play Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, it was not until Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, that I actually went back and went, okay, enough of Resident Evil. I need to finish the first one. And I finished it then. So, I mean, it's been a long time since I touched Metal Gear Solid. If memory serves. I mean, we're talking a long time ago for both of us. Um, I have zero affection for Metal Gear Solid. Um, in like the, uh, you know, like if you're looking down a branching path, you have the mm-hmm. people that like Metal Gear Solid, the people yeah. that like Thief, and the people that liked Splinter Cell. Uh-huh. I went Splinter Cell because uh-huh. it was very pretty and... Metal Gear Solid Stealth annoyed me for some reason. I didn't want to talk about this with you because you're you're a stealth yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I oddly enough, on your branching path, I'm on all three paths. <laughs> like out of a lot of them, Splint, Splinter Cell is the the best path. Thief was good. Metal Gear Solid was different, but Splinter Cell is flipping awesome. Like, like the series, it's a solid series. Now, now, if you look down those paths, like Metal Gear Solid, uh, to me, almost ended up merging with like the Ubisoft stealth. In terms, like especially when you come to five, it's like, oh, okay, it's stealth if you want to, but if not, you can shoot a bunch of people. Yeah, that thief exactly. line ended up leading to like Dishonored. To my brain, mm-hmm. and we don't really have a Splinter Cell. Like, what's other than Splinter Cell that's third-person stealth that's light-focused? Um, I couldn't really think of one. Good question. 
I can't think of one. So all, all this really is to say is, you know, I, I wouldn't mind me another uh, Splinter Cell game. It yeah, might be kind why, of fun. Why, why, didn't we, why didn't we play Splinter Cell? I, I mean, no, no, Dave, no, because <laughs> I, I picked this because I wanted to relive that childhood glory of reattempting and reattempting and reattempting and reattempting stealthy infiltrations of buildings and places. Now, since this, uh, stealth has become a lot more sophisticated. How do you feel as a stealthman going back to a very simple stealth? Like, yeah. these guys can barely see two feet in front of their face. Oh, it's... Honestly, see when you're playing it and you go into, like, first-person view. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you're just outside their cone of vision. But they're looking directly at you and you're in first-person view looking back. You're like... How the hell can you can you not see me? Like, how can you actually not see me? Uh, we're right. Like we could probably like almost reach out and touch hands if we wanted to. Here, it's really weird. It changed the tone of the game for me this playthrough because it I felt it less. It's a bit. It's more like an active puzzle game because it's so you know exactly where that cone of vision is, and you couldn't be hovering on the edge of it and be absolutely fine. So to me. I don't know if I just said that like three seconds ago, but it's like an active <laughs> puzzle. I might, have, I might have. I don't know. And and the you're just it's moving parts and you're running through in between and like the first level where you have to get onto the the lift. Oh yeah. I I the first time I ever played this, I would have snuck round silently, taking out the enemies and then waiting for the lift. This time, I went and stood in the corner and then I ran past all the people that group round the lift and just ran into it and the cutscene starts and it's like, wow, this is this is a bit different. It may, it unlocks the game and makes it so much easier and so much more accept, uh, accessible because these days stealth is far more complex and there's a lot of nuance to stealth that just isn't in this. Oh yeah, like like when I when I first rebooted, you know the area with the containers, right? Yeah. I was playing that almost like I was playing Hitman. And then yeah. I yeah. got, so I should have been seen. Like, I was almost in that cone. And I'm like, oh, oh, never mind. And then uh-huh. I played it, yeah, like, like almost like Pac-Man. You ended up playing it. <laughs> yep, 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 exactly. Um, how far did you get this time, out of curiosity? Um, I got until the second, the, the director of the company dies and then you contact Martha or whatever her name is, the general's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got there and that's where I called it quits. It was about maybe an hour's worth of gameplay and I just kind of thought, I want to keep on playing this but I'm not going to do it for the purposes of the show. I'll do it for my own purposes. What about you? Um. So wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. So you're being selfish. You didn't want to finish it for the show. You wanted to hold it all to yourself and not share any of those magical experiences you might have mashing the button to save Meryl. No, because I think at an hour, I'm going to be reasonably positive. I think by the end of five, six hours, I might be less positive. So I wanted to have a positive <laughs> conversation with you and then let it descend into sadness after that. Really? Well, okay, now see, now now I'm curious 
Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm curious. I could explain. I could. E- I can easily explain what I'm what I'm meaning or why I'm meaning saying what I mean, and that is, back in the day, I treated this like a stealth game that was pretty. Had some pretty cool stuff. It's ace. Now, I with advanced brain and years and a lot more Kojima, I I have that. Oh my god, this. Bollocks again. Snake, why are you flirting with everyone? Why is that guy's ass in the air? All the <laughs> nonsense starts grating, and I think it doesn't ruin the core. In something like Metal Gear Solid 5, to me, it does. I will run round an encampment two times and spend two hours plotting my infiltration and then go in and do it and ignore all the Kojima stuff because the gameplay is so strong that it's. But- it works for me. But no, Craig, but, the reason she's dressed like that is because she breathes through her skin. Didn't, um, didn't you know? Oh, God. Don't you feel ashamed now for thinking he's yeah, just but, a perv? Okay. <laughs> but fine. Why every time she gets on the helicopter is her ass in your face? <laughs> because he's a perv? <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason. I mean, so, that stuff that, that doesn't bother me. It's when you, yeah. you don't out and out just say, well... Uh, I like women. Like yeah, I forget what yeah. game it was. Um, there's there's a there's a series of games uh, called Onichanbara. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's on PS4 no. and stuff. Uh, it is uh, let's say big buxomy ladies killing zombies in the tiniest of outfits. And when the director was asked why why are your characters like this, he's like, I like naked women. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, that at least beats codes from his nonsense. Just be uh-huh. honest about it. It's um, true. It's true. Okay, so, so, so anyway, that's why I, I think the game, the stealth isn't strong enough here to carry everything else. Okay, all right. I uh, I got up to the first Ocelot fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, was, I must be like five minutes past you. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, I'm really squiffy on, like, what the sequence of order is in um, me- old Metal Gear Solid because okay ooh, ooh, yeah it, like I it's one of those things where I've heard so much about it like oh I know what happens in this and then the order mm-hmm. of events is what gets screwed up because I was I was trying to think I'm like wait do you meet the DARPA chief before or after Ocelot it's after yeah. it's you meet after chief. you see him strung up before okay alright yeah and then he's he's his head is exploded, or his heart attack is exploded afterwards. Two very different maladies right there. Your head could oh, explode, yeah. or your heart. <laughs> um, it, it's strange. It was strange for me going back to this, because one of the things, again, like kind of like you, the one thing that annoys me about a lot of Kojima games is Ko- Kojima's nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. not, not so much in the pervy part, like, yeah, welcome to games from Japan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um for me, it's the, oh, no, 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 this is a serious story, but this man can control bees, and this man's on roller skates, and this person breathes through their skin, and these are zombies. And it's like, oh, gee. Like, one, I think um, when I played it the first time, the story was very serious to me, almost like a Tom Clancy game. Okay, right, yeah. And, um, like, going back and replaying it, there is some dumb stuff here. Like, a lot of the genetics thing is, is really dumb. But uh, like you know, recessive genes and dominant genes. Is, no, yeah. they they don't work that way, sir. Um, but 
I still kind of hold this one up out of all of them as no, this is this is a pretty decent military story, like uh, yeah. an intrigue story. Okay, there's not maybe, a whole lot of not. dumbness in there. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment only to be not disappointed then because I just I, it's more of a general concern that I'm gonna be like, oh my god. Well, yeah, what? don't forget you end up shirtless fighting somebody on top of a tank. So, oh, I yeah. mean... <laughs> eh, eh. Yeah. Um, so you have all intentions of completely finishing this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been playing it in bed. I've got my wee PlayStation Classic in bed. Uh, so, not in bed. It's like in the TV unit. And then I've well, got no, no, I was going to say, so no and... TV. You just boot it up, hold it. <laughs> And think yeah. about Metal Gear. I stuffed stuff the HDMI up my arse and it just works for some <laughs> strange reason. It goes straight into my brain. Because that's my brain is on my arse, apparently. <laughs> I, well, I was going to ask, too, like, like what did you play it on? And this one, I have the um, that PS3 collection of all the all the Metal Gears. Kind of like the same way when okay. we played actual Metal Gear. I just booted it up on that. Yeah. Um, oh, if... If you've got that, what? How do you get Meryl's code? Because it, you know, it does the whole the codes on the back of the box, on the back of the CD case. Oh, if I remember correctly, um, Google's a thing, and um. Um, I, I think in the in the game, like, uh, whew, if you know that psycho the part of the San Psycho Mantis fight where you switch controller ports. Yes. I believe you actually have to, if I remember correctly, you have to go in and, you know, hold the PS button and then change controller port to two. Uh, so you're still doing something. And uh, the, the back of the box thing, if memory serves correctly, if you don't have the box, they kind of put a fail safe in where they will just tell you what it is if you right, wait okay, long I enough. I, I, I can't remember that. how long it is. But yeah, I had I had to Google it, and I googled PlayStation Classic Metal Gear Solid code, and it turns out that when they printed the box art for the entire PlayStation Classic, ah, this, the thumbnail, the thumbnail, it's really actually quite a nice touch. The thumbnail for Metal Gear Solid is the code. <laughs> now, a lot of people make a big deal out of that. Right, and yeah. I, to oh, be yeah. honest, my memory is so fuzzy. The first time I did it, I can't remember if it really impressed me. I remember the, the whole like read your memory card thing. It's like, oh, you like Castlevania? It's like I do, sir. I do. <laughs> um, now you come from a a heavier PC background than I do. Yeah, is that as impressive to you? The whole um, reading the back of the box when you grew up with games with feelies and stuff. I mean, reading the back of the box, nah. Nah, it, it, it was just like, alright, okay, it's like any other kind of thing where maybe you had some sort you of dial a pirate piracy. Dial a pirate, that I mean, dial a pirate is infinitely cooler. <laughs> that is true, dial a pirate is pretty good. <laughs> and by this point, I'd already seen dial a pilot, so reading a code on the back of the case was just nothing. Just okay, like, yeah, because it seems like most of the people were that... that was a huge deal where just console yeah. only people um and and i i didn't have a lot of the games but for some reason when i would go to yeah, i bought a lot of my pc games from salvation army and a lot of times you would have like six of seven discs so you weren't going to play the game but i could look uh -huh. at the really cool copy protection and read yeah. the manual so yeah like that stuff wasn't a huge deal to me either by that point uh now that we're talking about dial a pirate so 
uh, oddly enough, I heard on another podcast, and I don't remember what it was. It wasn't Watch Out for Fireballs. It might have been um, the Jim Sterling podcast. I don't remember. But somebody made a good point of how they view uh, Kojima like Tim Schafer. And I'm like, that's a brilliant thing. And um, the reasoning being that when he has an editor and a team or somebody to say no, no, don't, don't put that in, he can come up with some really cool game ideas. And yeah. if you give people like Tim Schafer or Kojima free reign, they kind of don't put out the best products. Okay. I'm almost there, but I already I had a different person in mind other than Tim Schafer. Really? Because I would fun yeah. Uh George Lucas. That that's not and oddly enough, George Lucas kinda looks like Tim Schafer. It does a wee bit. But George think- Lucas, someone needs to tell George Lucas no. Stop, George. Don't do that. But How no one ever does. Too far. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no one ever did. Sorry, <laughs> so I th- a lot, a lot of the Star Wars universe has been ruined by the fact that someone just didn't say, "George, this this is shit." <laughs> why? Why? Why are you doing? Oh, this is mental. Just stop. Just stop. I think to me that's more in line with it because. George Lucas made fundamentally sh- shitty things or shitty decisions like Kojima might, whereas I think someone like Tim Schafer, maybe it's just my uh, rose-tinted spectacles, maybe might not make the best work, but still has good vision. Well, that's kind of how I view Kojima. Like, I mean, I, I realize, too, that we're talking about these people like they don't have a giant team of people behind them. Yeah, um, yeah. But but there or you know what's a good one for me like David Cage. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You have good ideas like Detroit, c- cool idea. You kind of fumbled a lot like um, like I wonder and this isn't so much with Schaefer but with like Kojima and and Cage, like do, do you not realize how stupid this looks sometimes? Hmm. Like are you, are you that close and like everybody around you is just saying no, this is genius, kind of like with George Lucas. Oh, it's frustrating. Well, I, I don't think it's frustrating because I think it's like that tendency to where we know their names. Well, I suppose, yeah, you're right. It's not frustrating. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, I mean, I mean, can you tell me, like, a, a great game that we both really loved, uh, Spider-Man, PS4. Can you tell yep. me who directed that? Yes, I can. Really? Jesus. Do you not know? No. What? Who who directed it? Hang on, I'm Googling it. Ah, Uh, (laughs) well, no, you're supposed to say, hold on, let me think a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Halton, Brian Enithar, Marcus Smith, and Ryan Smith, actually. Jeez. And it was programmed by Joe Valencia, artist Jacindia Chow and Grant Hollis, written by Joe Paquette, Benjamin Arfman and Kelsey Beecham, and composed by John Pisano. There we go. Well, you know, oh, your, your my identic memory, memory is, is just amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, or like like most of the franchises we like. Like, I couldn't tell you who directed... I mean, I don't really like it, but I can't tell you who directed Dragon Age or, or who directed Halo. Or, you know, those kind of things. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. But it's like these weird 
you can really like we all know Ted Levine's name because Bioshock was like this really interesting thing. Uh, it, it, it's it's curious. Um, yeah. I've been trying to make a concerted effort to learn more people's names, but I have, in case you haven't noticed, the memory of Swiss cheese. So, eh. eh. Oh, God. Like, for a moment, I, I, I just ha- forgot who did God of War. I'm like, what is his name? But anyway, I... sorry. The only guys I know are the um, Obsidian guys from the Outer Worlds, and it'll take me a wee second, but one of them's Tim, and one of them's Leonard. Boyarsky and Tim Kane or yeah Tim, actually there it's we go. Kane Boyarsky and Tim Leonard oh God, is it actually no I have no idea <laughs> oh for God's sake and but the thing is I've only like in the past six months got into being 35 it sounds quite weird but I've only just got into YouTube and watching stuff so like director interviews oh yeah and developer interviews so it was those guys that actually set me on that wee journey because of the Outer Worlds. And it was watching all that stuff that made me think, I'm really enjoying watching these like 15-minute interviews on YouTube. So I've been trying to watch more that way, which is getting me more more information, which is nice. But yeah, you're right. A lot of the, the big-hitting... Like, pop- you love Yakuza with a passion. Yeah. You yeah. can't really name the... Can, do you know the director's name? Yeah. <laughs> Let me think a moment. Jesus. I think it, it's, it's Nagashi, isn't it? It or is. It is okay. Nagashi. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, like, why but, is his name not up there with like Kojima or Miyamoto? I, I like. I wonder what it like. Is it the person's personality that makes them step up and be like, no? I, I like. Is it Kojima slapping his name on everything? That's like, oh yeah, that's why we know him. I think it's. It's a mixture of that. He's he's very PR and very slaps his name on everything. It's also a distinct style and it's a, a divisive thing. It's not, oh, this amazing game's come out from this fantastic director. It, the stuff, the Death Stranding stuff is very much Kojima-focused. Kojima, Kojima, God, so Scottish-focused. <laughs> um, and it's all about... Oh, he's done it again. It's amazing. Oh, he's done it again, and it's bullshit. And it's it's very divisive, which drives more discussion. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, like he has done some incredible things to just stay in the public yep. consciousness. Like, I mean, I I remember even like, I mean, geez, just the the Metal Gear Solid Two bait and switch that he did. I mean, people talked about that for years afterwards. And I'm all, I, like, I, I am kind of divisive on, like, no, 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 no you, you were the director, you had a vision for this, you should get a lot of credit for this, this was your mm-hmm. idea, but we also have the, like, gamers tend to have the tendency of, no, 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 this, this guy, Miyamoto went in a room, came out four weeks later with Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. That's yeah, just how yeah. it worked. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm kind of split, especially with, like, Konami and um, them not wanting their creators to get credit for things like I understand why Kojima's flipped the middle finger nope my name is on everything you deal with it I'll mm. applaud him for that that's that's pretty cool yeah I mean yeah I joked at the start and said his name's over Death Stranding 500 times but I to be honest I, I'm fine with that because it 
in the start of old old you know credits used to be in the opening of film and games and it credits but it maybe not games so much but films for sure and I don't know when it shifted to credits just being at the end you know as everyone's walking out I love credits being at the start playing Metal Gear Solid as you're still playing through the game and you hide and there's a wee codec call and then you know someone else's name pops up normally Kojima and then <laughs> I, like I love an opening credit and oh, oh think... yeah, absolutely. And, and this, the the opening credits in this are done in a, like you can tell, this guy really wants to do a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's uh, I, I, re- I really like the way Dragon Quest did, does it. Like, do you remember uh, Dragon Quest Eleven? The opening, how they did the credits there? If you say a few words, I'll instantly remember, but for now I'm drawing a potato. Well, you shouldn't draw a potato. We're doing a podcast, Craig. A blank... Drawing a blank. Oh, oh okay. Um, how do you draw a blank? Like, do you just pick up your pencil and say, poof, done. I've drawn a blank. Anyway. Uh, if, no, no, you, no, if you're drawing a blank, do you need to pick up the pencil? If you don't pick up the pencil, have you drawn anything? <laughs> uh, let us get our nation's best minds on this one. Um, uh, the way they do it is: listen, when you boot up a game, you want to get, you want to play the game, right? Like, no, I just want, I just want to play it, and they let you play it for like forty-five minutes to an hour, and then poof, opening credits. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good way to do it because yeah. most people will just, you know, skip the cutscenes. I want to play the game. Yeah. Even though that's a that's a backlash, and and I guess I guess this here. Is is where it really started. Uh, Kojima's love of the cutscene is mm-hmm. um, when I I do remember when I played this for the first time. Cutscenes were a reward, like oh hey I yeah. finished this level, time to watch this cool cutscene about the DARPA chief. Um, how what are your feelings on the cutscenes? Um, I don't I don't think about I think it's nice that they're done with the end game engine as opposed to like pre rendered. I think I quite like it. Okay, uh, yeah. The prop. My problem with them is the mix and quality of dialogue. Sometimes it gets a wee bit. Oh, there. I didn't like like when you're crawling through the vents and you look down and the guy's on the bog. It's like why why that mate in the bog and he's like, oh, that woman was pretty built, wasn't she? And then he gets up and walks out without <laughs> washing his hands and I'm like, yeah. The fuck did I just watch? Well, that's why jo- is that that's even Johnny Sasaki, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Like, and then yeah, he goes okay. further along and looks down in Meryl's thing, and she's doing setups, and he's like, "That's a woman." And I'm like, what? How do you not? Why is that a question? Of course, it is. Like, it's it's fairly obvious. It's fairly obvious. So um, there's wee bits and bobs that just when he's talking to the first chief or whoever the hell it is, Warren, Warren, Warren Buffett. No, one Spectre. Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> when he's talking to him and the guy's like, you need the code, you need the code and you need the key card and the key card's this and blah, blah, and the key card and the code. So you might want to take the key card and then go in all the doors with the key card and the key card. I'm like, no, going to be... He could have just said, have you played Doom? I know, yeah, have you played Doom? You need three key cards just like Doom. <laughs> uh, that, that is one thing that I, I remember annoying me is, is since Metal Gear... Solid is actually really small in terms of like locations. 
You're not mm -hmm. going to. There's a lot of take this key card, go back over here, then take this key card and go yeah. back over. Like I remember that being a problem. I didn't run into it because I didn't play it that long this time. Um, have you run into that yet? Where it's like you got to backtrack through a bunch of areas. I don't think I don't think that kind of thing bugs me that much, unless it does bug me in my further extended playthrough of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think for me it it, it gets amplified in. Um, uh, in subsequent playthroughs, just because, come on, I know, I know, let's just get to the part kind of thing. I like, I, I, I do get, I notice I am much more impatient with uh, games when I've played them more than once. Like, if I'm playing, if I was playing something for the first time, like, um, I don't know, let's say Pokemon, because I'm staring right at Pokemon Shield right now. Um, and I have to backtrack. That's fine. That's part of the game. That's no big deal. If I play it again, they'll be like, come on, I don't want to backtrack. Let's just get to the next part. It, it seems to be on subsequent playthroughs that I start to get annoyed by backtracking. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, actually fair enough. Now. Can I can I ask you a question? You it's certainly may. That took me by surprise because it's been 20 years since I've played this game. And I got all tingly feelings when he comes out of the water and and you know jumps up and the gameplay actually starts and I immediately turned around, ran down the stairs into the water and picked up the ration behind the box and then immediately thought how the hell did I even know how to do that? It was like muscle memory <laughs> to run back down the stairs and get the and I was, I actually paused and I was like the hell is going on here? <laughs> it's like baked in, I must have played it excessively as a child, because I knew where in the basement, in the basement two level where you have to go in, there's the nine storage rooms. I knew oh, which yeah. ones to go in to get the C four and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, I, you I remember, you remember more than I do because first thing I tried to do was smoke a cigarette and it wouldn't, you know, <laughs> do, let me. Um, yeah, like I do have games like that where, like, if you asked me what's the first thing you should do in Metal Gear Solid, I won't have any idea. But once I get the controller in my hands, it's like, oh part of yeah. my brain kicks in and wham and now you know what to do you know what else I forgot thing. completely there's no mouths yeah there's no mouths it's that struck me as a little weird <laughs> like going back to it I'm like oh wow I forgot about that I think no mouths people are slightly blocky it's, I, I, I genuinely I've got no problem with the way it looks I know it's weird that they've got no mouths but I think it looks Oh, I think that was the correct choice for sure. Yeah, because because I I remember some some lip flap from PS One games. And they mm -hmm. were never good. <laughs> um, now I realize this is a little off topic, but all okay. of this has been. This is when the sides of the room fall away, and you realize you're on stage and you've been in a game show oh, the no. whole time. This has all been an elaborate ruse to get you to talk to me about Death Stranding. Oh, dear God. Yes. <laughs> um, so, listener, in case you didn't weren't aware of this, um, Craig has been playing Death Stranding, whereas I, every time I see that game, I kind of start to laugh. Uh-huh. And I thought Craig was in my camp. And as it turns out, he's a filthy traitor. Uh... It's not so much I'm a filthy traitor, it's just that I decided to abandon you and your um, your side of the argument and jump to the other side. So, filthy traitor's a bit strong, it's more like a... Um, yeah, maybe filthy traitor is right. 
So, I, um, tell me, what, what, what is it like playing it? Because all I've seen are videos, and uh, I'm not going to play it. Do you know? Right, you're not going to play it. Uh, I won't spoil anything. Then, just in case someone's listening to this and, you know, like, doesn't want Death Stranding spoiled, it's, it's not going to be worth it. But, I will say that everyone you there will be no spoiler that people say oh it's just like a fedex simulator you just post parcels you know blah 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 and it kind of is a bit like that but there are some core mechanics to the game and there are mechanics from different genres of game that you would never think to put together into one game yet they all seem to work and i genuinely like I have never played anything like it. It's unique and as special as what some people say it is, but fundamentally, it's pretty. No, I'm not going to say boring. It's it's different. It's different. It's not game of. I'm going to say it's not game of the year. It's not my game of the year. It's nowhere near it. But it's I've never played anything like it. It's it feels like something that you have to play because there's. There is delivery mechanics, there's the usual fetch questy type stuff, but there's you've got to balance and organise the, the packages on your back. So you've got to balance while you're walking and sort of inventory manage all your stuff and plot, you know, I'm going to that camp instead of that camp, so I'll store this thing here. And then there's this faux online thing that I think is really special and it's it might sound stupid when I say it and you can come back and say, This is stupid, Craig, what are you talking about? You're you're just you're you're off your head. But it's a it's an online environment you're in. I was putting resources into building more road through the, the, the place I was in. I was basically grinding to make it easier for myself in the long run by building a road through the map instead of crossing over the terrain. And other other people that are at the same point in the game that you are contribute to that same road. So you can see in the wee ticker, you know, like Super Happy Cow has added 100 metal to this road. Someone else has added 500. And before you know it, I went away to do a quest, came back and half the road had been built. And there was charging stations for gear about the place. And people have left wee signs saying, watch out, there's the enemy I'll just say over there and stuff and it just there's something really nice about it uh so so almost uh, like the cooperation without interaction yeah yeah and it's I know it's it sounds funny it's a bit the way I was when I was playing it I was thinking I wish No Man's Sky had been like this from the start because it was it feels very much like what No Man's Sky said it was going to be was this vast everyone's in one space and everyone's it's that it's just a collaborative effort to do something pretty mundane which is deliver packages like right. you, you know so that's that's my take on it just now and I'm taking my time with it because I like burning through games and as I almost said before, it's not boring, but it's just an easy going. Like the way some people played Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm going to live the cowboy life. I'm going to jump on my horse and I'm going to go off for a wander up some fields. Oh, so and wrong. maybe. 
it's in terms like of Red that. Dead 2 you would hate it you would hate it because there is a, absolutely a critical path of here's my mission that I need to do to progress here's the next mission that I need to do to progress but if you just do that you're not going to you're not going to scratch the surface of what it has to offer Ooh. I, I mean yeah that, that that's a 50-50 shot with me because like you know, you take something like Witcher 3, um, which mm. I like to take a lot because I love that game. Uh, most of the good stuff was side missions. Yeah. But the main missions weren't boring <laughs> either. Yeah. So, well, huh. that's the thing. The main missions are boring. The side missions are still deliveries. It's just take this package that weighs 100 kilos over there and watch out for the enemy. And... The enemy encounters are so few and far between. There's very little combat if you're actually careful. Like, there's, you could probably get through a good chunk of it without any combat. But the combat <laughs> that there is, like, like really, like you can you can stealth your way through the entire thing. You you can see the invisible enemy at certain points, and you can use gadgets and tools to get around them. It's inc- it, it's just really fascinating. In fact, that's the word for it. It's fascinating. Now, Shenmue 3 is also fascinating. Mm-hmm. But, like, you see, here's the problem. If I buy a game, I am signing an unwritten contract that I will finish it. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I... Like, like what you're saying, it's kind of like... You remember how people talked about, like, uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Yes. Like, okay. It doesn't sound like it's for me, but I'm intrigued enough. Like, I, I, I don't think there's a world in which I would say Death Stranding is a good game. Especially from what I've seen from, like, uh, um, uh, watching people play it, like, YouTube stuff. Like, it just looks... Like my eyeballs would cave through the roof of my mouth from boredom. Yeah, and I'm a guy that can stare at a stat sheet for like an hour and a half. But yeah, I, I, you're making it sound like I it, it's something you should at least experience because there's yeah. nothing else like it. And originality is a very rare thing now in it, in games. It really is. And like one of my proudest moments, and this is stupid, but one of my proudest achievements in the game was there was a big there's one pretty hefty side quest where you can get a lot of XP and extra goodies and access to a new area, but it funnels you through. It funnels you through an area which is heavily, uh, heavily. It's got a lot of enemies in it. What am I trying to say? Anyway, it's populated. It. It's heavily populated. And on whatever bit of whatever server I happened to be connected to, there was nothing. So I started exploring and I was looking at the map and I took about 20 minutes and built like a ladder and rope traversal thing up the side of it and then I put signage down from the main road saying this way, this way, this way, go up and go up the ladders and then on my return trip, by the time I got back to the return the return trip it was like the next, it was 24 hours later in real life and I had like 600 likes on my ladders and stuff like that because ah, you can like cool. you, you know and it's like that's that's really cool <laughs> I got stuck in an area and someone had put a sign saying over here um, like I was at I was stuck in a river I couldn't get across it and if I went back I would have got murdered to death 
and I just saw the sign, and someone had built a wee bridge over it, 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 it further down, and I'm just like, like, I like this. Thank you very much, mate. Now it's weird. Okay, so I'm guessing uh, the whole population that is playing the game is not in one world. Like, I don't know. Everything would be populated, and ladders would be everywhere. And yeah, I've played for maybe thirty hours. I'm about halfway through the story and you see a list of everyone you've interacted with and it's maybe in the order of a few hundred people. Okay, yeah, so it's probably divided off into servers. Yeah, uh, I can only I'm assume it like, goes by story progression or something. Oh, it, it must might be net you off somewhere. Like a phasing thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Because um, I wonder, like, um, and I guess this is something you can answer, like how much would your experience have changed if you were playing alone? Oh, I, th- I definitely think it would de- the, my enjoyment of it would diminish because it's become about that let's get through this together. Oh God, it's I sound like a some sort of weirdo because it's it is essentially these are hard packages we've got to deliver. Let's do it together. You know, like a corporate message. <laughs> um, you sounded very Japanese in that moment. Uh, let's do it, <laughs> team spirit. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> it almost seems like it, it's a mix of, well, I mean, it's a mix of things I don't like, but like uh, uh-huh. it's almost like a mix of a walking simulator, mm-hmm. Minecraft survival. Mm-hmm. Are we back? Are we back? Or maybe something like Ark Survival, something where you know you're you're like plunked on an island and you have to find a way to get to where you're going with just what you have yeah, on. Yeah, it's more more like that. Yeah, more tra- traversal survival rather than I need to survive the night out in the wild type thing. Now, the one thing you haven't touched on, and for spoiler purposes, mm-hmm. we'll touch lightly, is the story. Yeah. Which going into it, it you were very hyped for the bonkersness of the story. Ah. Uh, it is absolutely bonkers, and it's better than metal, any Metal Gear Solid story. Okay. Like metal Gear, it blows Metal Gear Solid Five out the water because it's a different, it's a different theme. It's got a, it's got a theme that ties in well to the gameplay. It's really well done. That's why I, it frustrates me because I'm saying it's not Game of the Year at all, but everything about it is really well done. It's just missing I don't it's not missing anything it's just it's a really well done B plus game or something you know what I mean it's something yeah. like that it's, it's weird it's a weird one I I really like it I'm just taking my time with it now uh, I only the have one question nuts. about the story and Mads, you can answer Mads this with Mickelson yes or no is amazing oh uh, yeah go for it okay is it just the postman starring Kevin Costner no Okay. All right. Okay. You've you've upped it by about five points. <laughs> I think it's it's basically if you get to the end of it and you complete it, dependent on how many S rank deliveries you've got, you immediately get a job with FedEx. Oh, they just mail an application. Yep. That's that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Craig, I hope you enjoy your life of delivering packages, because uh, I, now end now, game. I love it. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it's like it's like one of those things, right? Where like you you know somebody that likes a certain style of music, like let's say country music, and you hate country music, and then you hear like one song, we're like, oh, that was pretty good, that was okay, 
And then it gnaws at the back of your brain going, am I missing out on something I might actually like? Yeah. I, I, I would, of all of the games that I've ever played and thought Dave would like this, Dave would like this, Dave would hate this, I think this is one that is actually quite confusing because it's just different. I think you might end up fundamentally hating doing the side stuff and just delivering things and sneaking and taking your time and all the all of that stuff. Interestingly, getting caught is almost funner than sneaking through a field of enemies. If you get caught, it is some fantastic animation, some fantastic mini-boss fighting, and it's quite an incredible time. The only reason you don't do it as much is resources... <laughs> Okay, now see, uh, that is one of my qualifications of, of a mm. good stealth game for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, Craig. Like, you're making a case for it. You're making yeah. a case for it, and it might be something where if I never watch that commercial again, that incredibly stupid commercial, and I see it on sale. Like, have you seen that commercial? No, no. Okay, so uh, I'm going to try to paint you a visual here. Uh, you see an urban setting and everything is flooded. There's just mm-hmm. water everywhere. Cars are underwater. You know, oh, there's a school bus that's underwater. And then, you know, it pans away. And, oh, you know, you know, here's like some floating flowers and stuff in the water. And then the water starts to recede. And it recedes and you see, oh, you know, it's dripping out of the school. And, oh, look, it's receding down the streets and it's all moving in one direction. And uh, you follow the direction of the water, and it's it's going into this building, and it's going up the stairs, and oh, it's going under the door, and the water recedes into a tear from a man's eye while he's playing Death Stranding. Oh my goodness! You need to see this commercial, Craig. Oh my! Even though you like the game, you'll instantly hate the game. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds disastrous. That's horrible. It, it, it is amazing. I, like yeah. I mean. Like, up until the point where it was like, oh, it's for Death Stranding. It uh-huh. was like, well, this is a pretty cool little artsy commercial. But, uh, yeah. I, um, huh. So, I, I've heard one complaint, and I'm 50-50 on this. This doesn't bother me when I, whenever it does happen. But a lot of people uh, said that uh, the, all the celebrities in it uh-huh. kind of take them out of the game. Does that bother you at all? Like, you know, no, oh, hey, that's Norman Reedus, or hey, that's nah. Guillermo del Toro. Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus hasn't... No one has apart from Troy Baker. He's the only person that every time he's appealed, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing a game. <laughs> 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 and that, this is the only person, because he pops up and you hear him and you're like, oh, that's Troy Baker, and then he takes his mask off and it's like, oh yeah, that is Troy Baker, that's his face. <laughs> um... Also, uh, biggest complaint is in-game advertising for both Monster Energy drinks and for Norman Reedus's HBO motorbiking series, which actually they have game adverts in-game for them, and I'm just oh oh, oh so it's not like the Alan Wake with the fake TV show kind of thing. That's a real thing. I, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, no, it's a real thing. And, oh. Um, uh, the monster energy drinks is just it's over labeled when you're you're in your base not base camp but your changing room getting ready for your next mission and kitting out and stuff 
if you want to revitalise, you need to drink a can of Monster and there's a oh, an animation for it and it takes a drink, it crushes it. And uh, also, is it Coffee when, Monster or regular, you know, radioactive right. piss monster? Radioactive piss monster. Ah, uh, it's Coffee Monster I could get behind. Yeah, stuff's but, pretty good. One of the one of the best things actually happens in that, and it's something that made me go hee a wee bit, and a and a really that's a nice touch, but it's also pretty cool kind of ways. You're just sitting, and Norman Reedus is sitting at the end of the bed, and he just turns around and gives the camera a wink, and I'm like, did he just did he just wink at me? Did he just wink Hello, at Kojima, me? how you doing, oh, no. buddy? <laughs> uh, there's another thing where when you pee, poo, or shower, each three of the because. Uh, is that too spoiler? You can produce a weapon that uh, using that stuff, and the first time you do it, you poop in the toilet, and you come out, and the wee scientist man comes on and go, says, "I'm going to extract such and such and create a new grenade type of grenade, like a poo grenade, essentially." And Norman Reed just looks at the camera and just shakes his head with like a wee disgusted face. <laughs> so oh, wait, now hold on, hold on. <laughs> This might have been the one thing you, sh- you shouldn't have said, Craig, because <laughs> you make pee and poo weapons. Yeah, um, and like general body sweat weapons because it's... Right, I'll, I'll have to cut this out now, but you're... You see, Craig, this is the perfect example. You have made the perfect example. Uh, we will just say uh, the pee, poo, and blood example uh-huh. of Kojima. That is a cool idea. It's also really stupid. Uh huh. But it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. But it's stupid. I got the left and the right half of my brain arguing with each other, going, this is stupid. No, that's actually kind of cool. No, this is stupid, Dave. So um, that's a good example. example. It's an odd one. It's an odd one. But I mean, now, and, and, oh, yeah. anyway. Now I have, I have anyway. one question for you. And uh, th- this this sparked a conversation on, uh, well, a conversation point between like me and Grimm, who was on a video I watched about Death Stranding. And... Um, that brought up the point of: Do you think games should always be fun? No, games should sometimes just be torturous or confusing. I'd like games shouldn't just be fun because that would be incredibly limiting. Like games should elicit a range of emotions, either in one game or across many games. Like fear, fear sometimes isn't <laughs> fun, but if you struck fear out of it. Then you're gonna not have a lot of game types. Well, like, like I, I, I'm, I'm very inclined to agree with you. Like, especially if you can make me, the player, feel the exact same frustration that the character might be feeling. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. Um, 
the the only one where I might like my I guess my tolerance might be smaller is tedium. Like like little fastidious tedium bits. And and like I'm wondering if that's what the box thing would be for me. It's like just okay. cherry the boxes. Um yeah. Is like I, I'm also the type of person where sometimes I might find that soothing. Like you know, you play Dwarf Fortress for a bit, you just walk away going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, oh, is that kind of like is it, is it that kind of thing for you? Yeah, it's got that in bucket loads. It's like I'll boot it up and I'll be somewhere and I'll go and check the post desk thing and say a few other gamers have dropped off. It, it's really weird because you could be going from, let's say, east to west, and other gamers are going from west to east, but they've picked up stuff in the wild. The other, other, someone else has died. Someone's picked up their parcel and dropped it off, and it needs to be delivered. But they're going in the wrong direction. All of this is documented, so you can go and pick up that, and then take it on your journey. So that one parcel that got picked up by someone and then they died and picked up by someone else and dropped off ends up getting delivered. It's quite satisfying just to, just to do that and go, yeah. I, there's I a job something. that needs doing. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, and and look, there's a big hill I need to get over, so I better bring some ladders. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now, see, like, um, we, me and you differ a little bit in terms of, like, uh, you like exploring for exploration's sake. Mm-hmm. I don't like exploring if there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, does this does this tick that box for you of like it's just fun to walk the world or are you more objective focused in this? It's I'm more f- like that example I gave earlier. The obvious direct route involves going through that scary place, whereas there's a world of opportunity out here to go up this mountainside and walk over it. And mm-hmm. I did it, and that was infinitely more satisfying than battling through the obvious route. Is spending time just building a route over it like the freedom yeah, that, that is big, where we makes... would differ because i'd be yeah. like all right let's do some enemies <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know let's what think... uh i i was 100 percent against playing this game and mm-hmm. you've brought me down to a good 50 60 percent yeah so i mean it, if this might if be it's something. cheap enough it would be a good i would be interested to see what you thought of it because because i would Maybe we should do it for the podcast. <laughs> no, no, see, putting a, you have to finish this tag on it. <laughs> I won't <laughs> think, I won't um, okay, so this this episode about Metal Gear Solid has gone on for quite a little while. Uh, in yes. case you haven't noticed, listener, this is the first time we've actually got to talk since, you know, Craig had the surgery. So it, it's sorry if it's a little bit rambly. Um,. Well, okay, so let's let's bring this back to Metal Gear. We'll close it up, and yeah. then we'll do a small bit of admin, and we'll call it good. Sounds good. Okay, so when it comes to Metal Gear Solid, you're going to finish it. Now, are you finishing it only for the sake of nostalgia, or do you think this actually has, like, enough chops for you? Uh, I think it's it's going to have... It's borderline going to have enough chops, but I more want to finish it out of curiosity because of the, the difference that I found and how I played it this time to when I played it when I was a lot younger. So I, I want to finish it, and because I've got two and three now, it just, you know what I'm like. I like I'm a bit like <laughs> you in that. I like playing a series. If I'm going to play Metal Gear Solid 5 again, I'm sure as hell going to play 1, 2, 3, and 4 first. <laughs> I like that. Not Revengeance, though. 
Uh, not whereas Revengeance. I will not play one, two, three, four, or five again, but I might play Revengeance again. <laughs> so no, between maybe. the two of us, we'll have the whole series mm. unlock. Um, like a, a hack and a, we should we should do a hack and slash type episode one day or something because it's a genre that I just haven't I always look at it thinking Bayonetta looks amazing but I've never played that I've just I, played it. I would love to play something like Bayonetta or, or Devil May yeah. Cry and just yeah, see how yeah. you're like oh okay yeah the, I don't know what they call them now I think they're called spectacle fighters now but uh, yeah I'd love to do that mm-hmm. um, as for Metal Gear Solid um, a lot of how I feel about Kojima over the years has, whether for good or for ill, kind of uh, colored the way I view even his older stuff. I mean, unless I'm playing, you know, like Antarctic Adventure, and then it really doesn't matter. But uh, in this, things that didn't bother me the first time, kind of like you said about stuff like with Merrill or, or Johnny Sasaki or things like that bother me now because I know what that turned into. Whereas if somebody had just said, no, no, hold on. Uh-huh. Just don't do that here. You'll be fine. Um, it would be different. I, I, I very much think this is a game that deserves almost all of its reputation. I, I don't think it's, you know, one of the best games on PlayStation, but I think it's a pretty good game on PlayStation. So uh, it was it was more interesting for me to go back and play this than it was to go back and play Metal Gear. Even though, boy howdy, they're very close. Yeah. Um, I I won't finish this. Uh, the only the only re- way I would f- replay Metal Gear Solid in full is if I got to play Twin Snakes because I never did get around to playing Twin Snakes. Did you? No. Okay. Well, one of these days, I want to I want to get around to playing that. But um, well, yeah, yeah, what I, one's I, that? it was what? What one's that one? Oh, uh, that was uh, they paid Silicon Knights. Konami paid Silicon Knights to remake the first Metal Gear Solid on the GameCube. All right, okay. And so it's got like a new script, new voice acting, new visuals. It, it it's that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Twin Snakes is kind of like, you know, Resident Evil to the remake of Resident Evil 2. It's like a lot okay. of it is different. Definitely. And there's okay. little 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 trophies of Mario and Yoshi that you can shoot and they make noises. <laughs> a snake. Uh, I believe you can play through the game in first person in that one. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was an interesting remake. Um... That about wraps us up on Metal Gear Solid. Uh, if you haven't I, played I... it... Yeah. All oh, right. Sorry. Do you finish oh. first? Okay. I was gonna say if you haven't played it, it's at least worth going back and taking a look and seeing where something you know somebody as lauded as Kojima really started to get noticed in the West at least, because you know this was like the one where everybody went, oh hey that guy is pretty cool. I'll play Snatcher now and I'll play you know Police Knots. Yep. And Modnar. No, no, Dave. Oh, oh I'm no. Sorry. sorry, Modnar is in Metal Gear. I'm pretty sure. Um, I know we're over an hour now, and with my slight gentle edit of cutting out all the uh, Death Stranding spoilers, we might be under an hour. But if this isn't, and it's, I'm not saying it's the best PlayStation One game ever, but it would feature probably in my top five, if not slight, maybe top Ooh. four. Really? That high? Huh? Yeah, 
I'm just wondering what bracket it is in for you. Just off gut, I'm not saying list games, but is it like top oh, 10, right. so top starting 20? starting in 1995. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, this would definitely hit my top 50. Okay. That's, uh, that, and that, that's oh, wow. just shooting from the hip right now. Like It okay. might even break like top 30 for me. Oh, okay. But there was a lot of RPGs on the PlayStation. <laughs> there is. I think that's the thing is, I wasn't an rpg or when I was when this was a thing, when played like PlayStation RPGs, few and few and far, have I played a PlayStation One RPG? That would be bonkers if you hadn't, because that's like where everybody played Final Fantasy VII. Like that was the big RPG system. I only played the first CD of Final Fantasy VII. Well, hopefully later this year, sir. I know oh, you get to experience get that in all its glory. Anyway, anyway, yes. I, let's let's shop. Yep, but let's do some quick admin. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, because Craig now has metal teeth, yeah. and uh, he's very tall, we uh, we did have to rearrange the schedule a little bit. As I'm sure, if you didn't listen to me and Mike blather on for you know like an hour, um, starting now, unless there is uh, some other health concerns that pop up, we should be back in the regular swing of things. So I know Luigi's Mansion. Should have came out a little while ago, but we just we just couldn't do it. Craig just couldn't record, so uh, we may end up shuffling things around a little bit. But the plan, as it sits now, is to just pick up from here and continue on like normal. So, especially by you know the middle of March, we should be back on track. Oh, definitely. I think now that we've done this, next week we'll have Medal of Honor, and then Luigi's Mansion should be out, and that'll be us sorted. Uh, the other thing, as you may have noticed, a severe lack of us doing anything on anything social media, and that is because I think uh, all of us that are left on here uh, despise social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, un- it's unfortunate. I think for me, it's not as it's despised, but it's also old man fear of Instagram. Like I tried, I really I think tried. Instagram Dave. is over, Craig. I don't think they oh. use it anymore. Is it not? Oh, damn. Uh, what is it? TikTok now? Uh, TikTok's a big thing? Oh, TikTok um, is a big thing. Maybe we need TikTok. Uh, no. Um, no, I, well, for me, it's not even old man fear. It's that at any given moment, since I don't have a, a cellular telephone, uh, any given moment that I could be doing social media stuff, I could also be spending time with my family or playing a game. So oh, for enough. me, it's like... Well, if I'm not in a Turkish prison, then I guess I would do social media stuff. Fair enough. I, yeah, um, I hear Turkish prisons are not, not very much fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we still have the website, and we still are going to keep our eye on all the messages that come in through the website. So if they're the invitation to you know give us your thoughts on any of the games we play, that's still all there. Uh, you can still suggest a game and all that stuff. Nothing that has changed. It's just for right now, unless we figure out a, maybe an automated system or something, uh, the Twitter, the Instagram, that's all kind of going to stop. Yeah. I think the Fireside auto-tweets out a generic tweet saying we've released something, and that's pretty much it. We will, we'll get back on it, but... Yeah, yeah and, and um, e- even even if you just want to say something of like, hey, guys, you know, some of those episodes are god-awful terrible. Could you please take them down? Uh, if you want to do that, say, you know, 
it's it's understandable if you use the the uh, the website. And even if you're not suggesting a game, just, you know, pop a little message in there if there was something you wanted to get across. Same like if you would, if you had thoughts about a game. That being said, Craig mentioned that uh, next up is Medal of Honor. And if you put the two of these together, together, it's Medal of Solid Honor, which I like. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Medal of Honor on the PlayStation, released in 1999, if you want to give us your thoughts on that, because that was when Little Boy Dave went World War II. is very cool. Um, after that, like you said, we have Luigi's Mansion. And then the next big game is going to be Dragon Age Origins. And that's that's a pretty big game. So if you have any thoughts on that, uh, you know, if you want to play it through with us, you might want to start now because yeah, it's kind of a chunky game. Uh, other than that, the next time we do uh, Retro Rewind, Metal Gear, Metal of Gear, Honor, Solid, Medal of Honor, uh, we'll give you a little bit more lead out time on what we've got going on for Retro Rewind. So if you want to send us your thoughts on that, you can do that then. But uh, as it sits right now, thank you for sticking with us while we had to do a bit of a kershuffle. Uh, that's my favorite Dragon Quest spell, is kershuffle. <laughs> and uh, we should be good, back to normal. So I will stop talking. Craig, do you have any pertinent info you would like to get across? Eh. Snake! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Um, I still really love that the music. Was it. That was it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, that is something we didn't mention. And I do want to say really quick, even though he may have stole the music, I still really love the music. Mm, music's ace. It is mwah, beautiful. Okay, so we will catch you next time when we do Medal of Honor. Until then, stay frosty. Um, what's right. a Metal Gear thing to say? Uh, Don't get explosive diarrhea like Johnny Sasaki? What is the deal with the diarrhea thing? Is it, is it, <laughs> why is he in? No, let's not start this conversation just now. Let's not. Because he's in four. Is he in two and three as well? Is he just constantly diarrheaing? And he ends up saving the world. Flipping it. Right, anyway, we'll see, see you later next time, people. <laughs> Bye! Bye-bye!